Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of French Fries and Faith. I'm so excited to be here with you and for you to be here with me. Um, how freaking awesome is it that you are taking time out of your day to, well, for selfish reasons, let's say, to support me and my passion project. Uh, I'm very grateful that you're taking time out of your day, but also for you to take time and hopefully sprout some seeds of uh, your testimony, your relationship with your Savior, or coming closer to Christ, your Heavenly Father, Holy Ghost, the scriptures, whatever it might be. I hope that something today you can run with and apply it to your life and apply it to helping you grow that relationship and growing that tree of life with the Savior. Um, I am so excited to talk about what we have to talk about today. Um, but first I just wanted to start with expressing gratitude, uh, to you guys for showing up, like I said, and listening. Um, but also for showing up and listening last week. Last week I launched my first episode and I was overcome with the amount of love and support, um, and reposts and text messages and Instagram messages of just encouragement and love. And (laughs) I was blown away and, uh, just filled with this sense of, comfort and love and acceptance and that this passion project that I'm doing, this podcast that I'm doing is something non like, oh my gosh, it's something good. Like hair toss toss. Like I'm so awesome. But like, as in like, I'm not crazy for wanting to do this. Like I want to do this because I want to talk about Jesus and other people are like, yeah, we want to talk about Jesus too. So I love that. Um, I want to do a disclaimer. So, (laughs) I will podcast talk about my life, but I don't know why I feel like I want to say this, but, like, I don't want you to think, have pity on me. Like, yes, things happened in my life that are good, awesome, and in between. And hard. I forgot to throw that. I just said good and awesome. And... I like to forget that the hard things happen sometimes, but they do. And I just want you to know that, like, even though these things happened in my life and I will express openly to you and I will um, talk about very, like, honestly, even sacred moments in my life, like, like my little sacred grove from the living water, like, I'll express these things to you, but I am not expressing them to you because... I want you to acknowledge that I've gone through hard things. I want to express these to you to honestly express gratitude to my Heavenly Father for not letting me stay in those places, for letting me get to a place where I am now that I can talk about them and be grateful for them. And even though, like, it's still hard for a lot of things that I can be like, you know what? It's okay because Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. I'm just joking, but, (laughs) but I just know that in life is hard, but the savior works harder to keep us safe, keep us strong, keep us going when we work with him. So he's like the best personal trainer you've ever had. No joke. I love that. I just thought of that. I think that's amazing. Jesus is the best personal trainer you've ever had. He literally like pushes you to the place where you're like, I can't do it. And then like, he like helps you lift the weight. So it's like, you feel like you're doing it, but it's actually like mostly him. So it's great. Um, 
<laughs> so today I want to talk about, speaking of Jesus, I want to talk about the Savior's role, the Savior's influence, the Savior's guidance in our life, which, hello, that seems like a lot, but I just want to, like, talk about it in a micro version. Um, so I, when I was thinking about this earlier this week, I came this, it was not me. It was definitely an inspiration. So this came to my mind and I want to read it to you. If I stumble and trip on my own stinking words, just remember I'm dyslexic, so you can't make fun of me. But let's read this so that we can talk about the Savior's role and impact in our life. So before I read this, I just want to say that. So uh, the past year or so, I have really loved making bread. I think it's also like when I was like building a home. I my mom is like a big blah, blah, hello is a big bread maker. Like she put my mom and dad. She put my dad and her through law school making and selling cinnamon rolls. So like bread and cinnamon rolls and regular rolls and orange rolls, any form of delicious bread is super big in my family. And I just wanted to continue that like tradition and that legacy on in my home. So I made a lot of rolls because first of all, who doesn't like a fresh, hot, delicious roll? I think stupid people only. So awkward, but I love rolls. So I made them lots, but also like I want to keep that tradition alive. And so it was very important for me to learn how to make them and make them good and make them right. Um, which is ironic for what I'm about to read. But um, that's why I love this analogy that came to my mind about the Savior and about bread. Okay, so here it is. Life is like making bread. You have to follow the recipe. You're following the recipe the Lord has set forth that the Savior has written down word for word for you. But like a recipe in life, you can't just do things your own way and think they'll turn out how they're supposed to. If you don't add enough yeast, which makes it rise, it won't grow. Like if you don't have enough of a testimony, you'll fall flat too. And if you add too much hot water or bad choices or sin or whatever it might be into your yeast or your life, you'll kill your yeast or your life and your bread won't even grow or become what it needs to be to have the bread turn out beautiful. But luckily for us, we have a master chef in the kitchen helping us with these instructions. And if we do anything off or wrong or make a mistake, he helps us course correct and fix our recipe of life to make it something delicious and that's something we'd want to offer to our Heavenly Father. So I love that because first of all, I love bread and I love Jesus and I love French fries and I love faith and LOL, did you catch what I just did there? I'm so funny. Um, but I love that because, like I said, bread is super important to me. But if you think about it, bread, what do we take when we take the sacrament? We take bread. We take water. And I love that analogy of making bread requires a master chef. He, we require assistance. We require Require direction. We require step-by-step instructions on what to do. And then at the end, we have this beautiful role. And at the sacrament table, we get to take that role into us. We can take that bread into us and become new. So when we take our Savior 
And when we follow his instructions and we place those instructions, we place that love and we place that gratitude and we place those, I already said lessons, we place that mindset into us, take it in, think about it, ponder about it. We become something new. We become closer to him. We become a disciple, not just a follower, but a disciple. And I absolutely love that. I love, I love, I love that. And I think that when I take the sacrament now, I'm going to process a little bit deeper, a little bit more. Okay, this week when I was making my bread of life, what did I add that I didn't need to? What did I do too much of? What, like for example, what what did I, what did I add too much of? Something that I really noticed is that I was like not even watching, but like I really like watching. This sounds super off topic, but I promise it's not. I really like watching Gilmore Girls, and for a week I tried to not listen or isolate on my phone at all. Like not to listen to Gilmore Girls. Like I don't even watch it. I just listen to it. I like the noise, and I tried to turn off the noise and listen to the Savior. Turn up the volume of my Savior, and. I'll be perfectly honest with you, I didn't necessarily hear him more, but that effort, that mixing of the dough, that effort, that, it sounds silly, like not watching or being on my phone, like that sounds silly, but that effort made me feel closer to him, and I think him closer to me and our relationship grew, because I was like, I'm doing this for you because I need you more in my life, and I was mixing that bread, and that's super important. So every week when we're at the sacrament to think, hey, how could I have mixed better? What could I have added differently? What did I add too much of? Did I add salt instead of sugar? And this week was just a total screw up. Guess what? We have a reset button. It's that beautiful bread that we get to partake every week of and take into us that water and take into us and cleanse us and purify us and purify our minds to be closer to him and to honestly pray to have a mindset, an eternal perspective like his, to change our heart to maybe our heart got broken that week. Maybe our heart was heavy that week. Maybe our heart was awesome and we want another week like that. Whatever it is, we can work on our heart and we can work on our body and say, I want to serve more or I should have gone and mopped my grandma's floor or I should have done this. You can say should have's all day, but also you can say this week I'm going to. I'm going to do this with the gift of my body. I'm going to do this with the gift of my heart. I'm going to do this with the gift of my mind. And I'm going to do that with the gift of my spirit that comes from heaven and knows right from wrong. So I'm super grateful for this analogy because not only does it help me process that when I'm taking the sacrament, that I helped make this, it sounds funny, but like I helped make this bread that I'm eating. The physical bread, like the actual bread, the loaf of bread you buy at Walmart. Okay, I helped make it. And what did I do that I could have done better to make it? But the bread itself represents the Savior. I don't have to do anything for him. I don't have to do anything to make him better. I just have to make my mindset better. 
to accept him. And I think that's beautiful. Now, talking about the bread and the process, I think also we need to remember, like when taking the sacrament, that we're going to make mistakes. We're going to put salt instead of sugar sometimes. And how are we going to fix that? We're going to fix that through our master chef. And we're going to fix that through our savior. So, whatever that mess up or that didn't follow right or you added too much hot water or you missed a step, whatever it is, please don't get discouraged. The gospel is not a one and done thing. You don't just get your little cups of ingredients and, well, you screwed the pooch. You're done for. You don't get a reboot. Nope. The Savior is the master chef and he gets to decide if you get new ingredients. He gets to decide. And guess what? He is merciful and he loves you because he knows exactly how you're feeling and he knows exactly the emotions you're going through. He knows the sorrow and he knows the pain and he knows all of it. And so he won't let you fall. He won't let you fall. He won't let your rolls and your bread turn out bad. If you ask him for help, if you ask the master chef, he knows what he's doing. And I just want to add one more thing to just remember that in life, the Lord knows what the end result of your recipe is going to look like. And don't forget that. He knows exactly what to add. He knows exactly how much to add. And he knows what the temperature should be, the heat, the pressure, the rising. He knows exactly how to make you rise. And he knows knows what will make you fall if you choose to take those steps that direction. He doesn't want you to fall. He wants you to rise and become this beautiful, beautiful bread that you can offer to the Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father, this is my best and I did my best and I want to give it to you. And so I want to end there and uh, till next week, it's going to be a great week. Okay, bye guys.